It's it's glitchy Zoom Vince. It is glitchy Zoom Vince. Hold on for a second. I'm getting beaten from upstairs. Hi, Tina. Tom says hi. Dom. And I am Ben. And we're channeling our midlife crisis watching early 90s professional wrestling on Saturday morning superstars. Well, it is allegedly 12-12-1992. Yes, we're out of Terre Haute, Indiana. I think we're there for five weeks. They did it. They did an extra long one there. Yeah, it's like <laughs> crazy. Like pay-per-views, careers have ended. Yes, a lot happened while they were stuck in Terre Haute. So is it actually the 12th of uh, December or what is it? So this took place on November 24th, 1992 mm. at the Nutter Center. <laughs> Whoa. It's the, it's the <laughs> Nutter Center. Yes. <laughs> In Dayton, Ohio. It's a multi-purpose arena located at the Wright State University, home of the Wright State Raiders basketball team. It's Vince Bobby and Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah, we get our first views of Jerry Lawler, and I feel like this is a passing of the torch episode. I agree. Because it seems like Lawler's going to be taking over for Bobby, so Bobby doesn't have to do everything. They start with Vince and Bobby on there, and they're discussing the main events at the Royal Rumble. And, of course, that is a perfect transition into Bobby introducing royalty to us. The king, Jerry Lawler, has come to the podium. He is forever 50. Jerry Lawler. Like, oh my God. Yeah. He never like changed his age. Yeah. He's probably 30 here. He looks 50. <laughs> he's probably 90 now. Looks 50. Yeah. Uh, one age man. Yeah. He suffers from Arn Anderson. Yeah. Vince is asking what he is doing in the WWF. He says that Vince can call him King, but it's only natural for the King to be there for the Royal Rumble. And Jack Tunney had begged him to come and share his knowledge of the world. Uh, wrestling royalty. Why is he in his gear? <laughs> like, I don't know. Why was yes, he always it, in his gear? Well, you know, he, he's always constantly ready for a match. I guess, like, Perfect never, like, wore his spandex outfit to the broadcast table. No. no well, Perfect wasn't ever planned to wrestle again until he had to. Yeah, it's like, oh, I was collecting that nice, nice insurance dollar dollar. <laughs> yeah. He looks pretty good, man. I, I like his cape here. All diamond studded there and got the yep. full royal blue on. Yeah. He's Where's his shirt? The, he needs a shirt. He's ready for a match. Just give him an opponent. He will show us how it's done. I mean, he's, he's not even in the arena. They're on a blue screen. <laughs> like, That's true. I thought I thought they would. Well, we'll get to that later because there's an interesting segue here that happens. We will get there. Tonight, we have many interviews with Bret Hart. It's interview with Palooza. God damn it. We're just yeah. going to have him interview until he gets some charisma. He's practice. 
We have Bam Bam Bigelow, The Undertaker, and The Nasty Boys. But we'll have more, actually. But the Nasties open the show. We start with the Nasty Boys, and Bobby is immediately on them, calling them backstabbers. Of course, they show a kid in the audience with some Nasty Boy figures. Yes. Taker and toys is what I called it, because all I saw was like <laughs> Undertaker shit and Nasty Boy toys. Yeah. Lots of Undertaker gear out there as well. Tons. We're against a Brooklyn Brawler and Red Tight Who Gives a Shit. I, they didn't even yeah. mention his name. So I believe we have seen him before because we are going to give a shit about him eventually. It is Brooklyn Brawler and John Reckner who later becomes Balls Mahoney. Ah. <laughs> In ECW. Balls and yeah. Brawler. All right. Balls and Brawler. <laughs> That's, that should have been their name. That would have been a much better name. Vince is calling the Nasty Boys role models now. But then he quickly says, but they will bend the rules. Well, of course, because they're Nasty Boys. They're Nasty Boys. The role models yes. who are still going to cheat. Yeah. It's a little bit too early for the anti-hero, I think, to come out. Yeah, they'd be fine today. You'd cheer or boo them either way. They wouldn't even have to change their act. Their act is barely changing they're like uh, a little bit more crowd oriented when they go and pump handle slam the uh the brawler sags mm -hmm. is asking the audience whether or not they want to see it when when you're bad he wouldn't care what they say yeah so a little playing to the audience but besides that it's the same show they're using a lot of the same moves here we get knobs beating down the brawler for a little while he throws him in the corner catches him with the clothesline there is a spot on this where it almost looks like he throws him into the ropes and then he low blows like he kicks at him i think the kick was supposed to go a little higher but i don't think he got high enough so it, it looked very heelish i will say that sags tags in he does his pump handle slam and they get reckner in there and they give reckner the pit stop so yes Mahoney receiving a pit stop yeah brawler's like no guys <laughs> <laughs> i've been around way too long for this. yeah no I, I don't do the pit stop no, I'm also kimchi, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta be kimchi later. It's a real pain in the ass. <laughs> Can't be smelling up the inside of that mask. Bobby and the King's banter in this is golden. Like the two of them, they should have just got rid of Vince. It would have been more entertaining because there's spots in this where I'm like, I don't even think he actually commentates a match. He's just plugging something else. No. During the entire thing. Always be closing. That was weird because it's a new week and I thought they'd be talking about matches more, but they couldn't be less interested in what was actually going on in the ring. The mm. King and the Brain are in like a one-liner battle. It's oh, like a, I it's, thought it was great. It's like a rap battle <laughs> for, for vaudevillian comedy. Yeah, that's some good liners in there. Kings was saying that Sags is an orthodontist stream. <laughs> yeah, you know what he uses for loss? Rope. That's a good one. You get, you Meanwhile, get, Bobby's saying the ref is the only one in the ring with a decent haircut. It's true. <laughs> You know, he's not wrong. Balls Mahoney's hair is, is atrocious. I don't know what he's going for there. It looked like it was like shaved seven different spots. Yeah. You can tell it's the week one audience for the first match because as soon as the bell rang after the match was over, the entire arena went oh, yeah. down to the floor to go get high yeah. fives from the Nasty Boys. Yeah, so it must have been very early in the night because there was a lot of running going on. Yeah, four and a half hours in. Or <laughs> not running to go give anybody a high five. No, you've already seen the Nasty Boys seven times by that point. <laughs> Knobs approaches the camera and they're calling out Money Inc. 
Yeah. So they're coming for the belts, man. That's right. Well, I mean, how many other face teams are there? I got them, high energy. Uh, uh, that's uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I believe that. Oh, uh, disasters, maybe. I haven't seen them in a couple oh, of yeah, weeks. Oh, so. yeah, the disasters. The dis- disaster. Yes, it's like three baby face teams, and that's it. LOD's gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. a li- little rough on the tag team division. Yeah. <laughs> From the pages of the new Undertaker Nails Unfortunate Cover, <laughs> WWF Magazine. Damn it, we couldn't even get this out there. It's Mean Gene with update brought to you. The ads well, never stop coming. Always be closing. Brought no. to you by the holiday edition of Ica Pro. <laughs> the holiday edition. Yeah, Ica Pro oh. Nog. <laughs> Cook a little bit of rum in that pro uh, Yeah. Oh, yes, there it is. Wishing us a happy, healthy season from Ica Pro. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, there were several articles on the magazine that I just wanted to mention because I like to do this when they come out because I just love the titles. Grab your interest titles, mm-hmm. we want to call them. And some of them are just very, very questionable. Anyways, so we start with Undertaker versus Nails, their greatest challenge. And I'm saying like, who's, <laughs> I think it's more, it's the undertaker's greatest challenge to try and see if you can get a wrestling match out of this. Yeah. It's like, this is going to be hard. Shawn Michaels bags, bulldogs, belt. So they went for the alliteration. There's a, there's a lot and, there. Yeah. yeah. Here's a good one. Bret Hart, the fighting champion pays his ring dues. <laughs> and it's literally him like paying the 50 bucks fee for his license. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, it cost me 50 bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got re-up every year. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I knew. I got my card here. Yeah. He has to do that or his kids aren't going to be eligible for Allstate. Exactly. Exactly. It's the only reason he pays. I know. It's the gets, only reason. Gets nothing yeah. out of his dues besides that. No. Nothing. The Nasty Boys, heartless and happy about it. Mm, artless. I see what they did. A play on words there. And another one of my personal favorites Sergeant Slaughter, WWF's newest head office. (laughs) Yeah, because that's where he's putting all his time. We haven't seen it. (laughs) He hasn't done a thing. Nothing has changed. No one's been penalized. Mm -hmm. Well, the uh, Royal Rumble main event is announced, and it's going to be Bret Hart versus Razor Ramon. We learned that the Royal Rumble will take place on Sunday, January 24th, in Sacramento, California. The main event will be Bret Hart versus Razor Ramon. A little bit of background on this that I had found out, because you thought, like, based off of last week, you thought it would be Flair versus Brett for the title shot. And it says here, uh, a week or so after this aired, the rumor mill was buzzing as Flair was trying to negotiate out of his contract. And it was probably sooner than that. So this is probably why you saw Razor against Brett. But according to Brett himself, he was told after winning the title that he would face the ultimate warrior mm. at the Rumble and beat him clean with the sharpshooter. I don't know about that. So it's possible they had plans and just put Razor in Warrior's place. I bet it's a combination of all that. I think they're going to get rid of Flair because the guy told them, hey, we're going younger. That's why we hired Bob yeah. Backlund. <laughs> Bob Backlund. It's 43-year oldness. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then when the warrior flaked, they're like, well, we'll put in Scott Hall. Which it's just as good. I, I did not know that uh, was going to be the main event because I think I don't think this is a Royal Rumble that I've actually seen. I'm going to be looking forward to this one. They then go on to show some weird clips of previous Royal Rumbles. It's all about like the entrances more than anybody else, like somebody coming in. And, and not the actual match itself. It's wildly out of order. Like they yeah, showed yeah. the end of last year's Royal Rumble when Hulk comes in. He's like, well, the last mm-hmm. dude's in. Yeah. And of course, like the first clip they show is it's Hulk. Remember when we had wrestlers you <laughs> made us see? Yes. Um, and then Piper, you know, like, remember mm-hmm. him? You, mm-hmm. you guys liked him? And then Macho. So it's kind of weird. They like throw three guys who are either not with the company anymore or are, yeah. they're putting way, way on the back burner. Yeah, you you never know who could be in there. <laughs> yeah, like they didn't show right. Bret Hart or like anybody from no. this year. Weird, weird thing about looking at that is like how much turnover there has been. Um, oh yeah, there's a lot of people that are are not around anymore. Yeah, or definitely on the back burner. This is the first time for this. The uh, winner of the Rumble be the main event of WrestleMania. It gets a title shot, and that's to this yeah. day still doing it. It's like before. The goal was just to be the Rumble winner. Like, that was the big prize, mm-hmm. the win of the Rumble. And then, where the title was held up, whoever wins this Rumble is now the champion. They made Flair champion off of the Rumble. Yeah. Which was a big deal. So, this is the first time that they actually, like, well, let's keep some stakes. Yeah. We will learn of the first six Royal Rumble match competitors next week. So, tune in next time <laughs> to hear these six people that you probably won't even care about it's gonna be like lance cassidy yeah yeah if we have five weeks i mean sometimes they kept them secret but if we have five they'll they'll get all 30. this was gonna be on the 24th so yeah you got six weeks in there yeah there you go five six weeks yeah definitely all right well pope john paul is about to be defrocked (laughs) by bam bam bigelow (laughs) yeah so we get uh john paul who was more of a uh, tag team wrestler in some of the smaller venues that he played in. He was in two major tag teams, both with horrible names. (laughs) The first one is the Mason-Dixon Connection. Oh, no. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, And the second one was the Top Guns. We have the need. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to lose this match. <laughs> but apparently he, he won some tag team championships. So go for him. We get bam, bam, coming down the aisle. Yeah, his music has screaming women. Does it? I couldn't figure out if it was the crowd, but no, it's just regular and it's like oh, in a loop. There's screaming women in his track. <laughs> I bet you he wanted that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I need screaming women. I need some screaming <laughs> Bam Bam's in his better outfit. He's now wearing his uh, total yellow school bus. I noticed that. Uh, yes. I just had Bam Bam in the better tights this week. Thank his, God. His holiness Hallelujah. survives the initial barrage and gets a bunch of shots in before Bam Bam decides to murder him. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John, John Paul is dead. A cloud of puffy wake smoke comes up from the Vatican, and we, yeah. now, have a, and we now have a new pope. New pope. <laughs> <laughs> Paul hammers away on a couple of shots, and uh, it gets actually gets a drop kick in, but then gets caught with a backbreaker. But here we go again 
with reasons why some people didn't get the push that they probably deserve because we've got the freaking clown yeah. in the audience again during a uh, match with a brand new wrestler. Yeah, Bam Bam's back. We want to see him destroy this guy. Doink, he's coming down the aisle with like a water bucket. And yeah. I actually remember this bit where the first one wasn't water and the second one was. He covers Bam Bam in confetti. Yeah. And for some reason, Bam Bam lets him live. And I'm yeah. <laughs> confused. Yeah. I was confused by that too. Well, first of all, I'm watching this because I didn't know they were going to do the second bit. I see Doink through the, the confetti and everything and Vince is laughing. Mm-hmm. And the King and Bobby are just like, you know, uh, they hate it. And I'm like, oh, maybe they thought he was going to be like a baby face at this point. Yeah. Like, like is well, we saw Doink be a heel clown at Survivor Series. Yeah. All the other times we were watching uh, Superstars since then have been prior to Survivor Series. So he hasn't really done anything in those mm-hmm. matches because they hadn't revealed that he's evil clown. But we got to see that time shifted because we saw uh, Survivor Series, which takes place after those matches, but actually before yeah. when they taped them. Uh, so here comes Doink against the heel. Mm-hmm. But he does kind of a babyface move of throwing confetti on the heel. Yeah, and the babyface commentator loves it yeah like thinks it's the greatest thing so i'm like okay well maybe he's supposed to be a baby face and they decided later that he's not i don't know the heel lets him live which is totally bizarre the minute the clown started acting like he was gonna throw the bucket at bam 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 should have just killed him should have just murdered the clown right there it should have been like the end of it (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i wish it was the end of it but now then he lets him cover him with confetti and Bam Bam, again, lets the dude live. I have no idea why Bam Bam didn't just rip his arms off in front of all the yeah. children. <laughs> Beat him with them. <laughs> Beat him with his own arms, uh, which actually That's happens good. later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Crush gets beaten up by Doink's fake arms. Yeah, this made no sense to me at all. It still doesn't. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, they end the whole segment with just yeah, Doink like laughing hysterically. At Bam and- Bam. Bam Bam should just kill this guy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Makes no sense. I don't understand this bit. Well, I understand it for what happens later. I'm like, okay, now it kind of makes sense. But at this point, I'm like, what the hell is going on? How did you even sell this to Bam Bam? Okay, Bam Bam, during your match, we're going to interrupt it and distract everybody with this fucking clown. And then the clown is going to pretend to throw stuff at you and you're going to warn him not to. And then he's (laughs) going to cover you in confetti. And Bam Bam's like, all right, yeah, and then then I murder him, right? I just kill him right there. And like, well, no, you just kind of no. like shake it off. He's like, no, I'm not going to let him live. Uh, I'm going to be very angry and huff and puff down the aisle. Yeah, like, well, why am I why am I getting punked by the clown? <laughs> this doesn't make yeah, any sense. Not at all. So we are off into the event center with Sean Mooney, and he's talking about the disturbing forces. That have mm. invaded the WWF. So I can only assume he is referring to Doink as a disturbing force. Yes. And uh, Boss Man is our first promo. He's a good guy, yeah. an instrument of justice. And he's also, li- <laughs> he's living the dream fan. Oh my goodness. This had so many wrong things in it that if you said this today, like this is one of those things that you want to erase from your social media. Yeah. I apologize for saying those things. <laughs> yes. you know, it was a it was a different time. Yeah, it was wrong. It's wrong then. It's wrong now. <laughs> yeah. 
I promise to do better. His handcuffs and his nightsticks are instruments of justice. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to beat the hell out of you with these things. That's right. I'm like, oh, sh- oh shit. Uh, oh, shit. Just walk away, boss man. Walk away. No, yes. he's not. Leans right into it. He wanted to be a policeman when he grew up, and that's what he became. So he got to live his dream. Living the dream. Yes. Good for you, boss man. I'm so happy that you can beat people down with your nightstick and your handcuffs. They cut the nails. He's like, see? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm still, you know, I'm pro nails. Okay? Nails has free a point. Nails, free <laughs> nails, free nails. I'm going to start Just, making signs. Justice for nails. <laughs> Promo 2, Money Inc. with, for some reason, Jimmy Hart, just because. Yes, of course. They just kind of cut their normal promo. They're going to be champs for a long time. They're talking a little shit on the Nasty Boys as well. But there's one thing in there that IRS says, and I'm questioning that it's actually a word. Because he <laughs> tried to take nasty and turned it into an adverb. Yes. So he so he made it nastily. Nastily. <laughs> I don't think that's a word. Okay, he, he made that up. We yeah. get a bonus promo outside of the event center with uh, the good Reverend. Ah, oh, yes. Reverend Brother Pastor Bishop Pryor Fonda Slick is back. Hallelujah. And he's talking about the Royal Rumble and how it's just like tonight. The Royal yeah. Rumble is just like the things are changing, everybody. Things are changing. The trouble's coming from all directions. But I, what he wants to tell you, to have yourselves a happy day. Have a happy, happy day. <laughs> we like switch direction there, right in the middle of it. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, it, well, it is. I mean, every day I start not knowing when I'm going to uh, get into the office. I get in there every two minutes. They send someone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's to beat the hell out of you. Mostly verbally in that case, but you know. You have to throw your boss over the top rope. <laughs> I see it happening. Yeah. And by the end of the day, you're the champ. You you're made the it champ. all the way through. That's right. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how they're making this a good guy persona. Because right now I'm pretty pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if he's supposed to be booed as an annoying preacher or if he's supposed to be cheered as an agent of the Lord. He's taking Brother Love's, like, complete gimmick. It's just Brother Love didn't, like, you know, he wasn't, like, in the reverence line. Like, he was supposed to be, like, televangelist. Right. Like, that kind of thing. But it seems like he's just kind of basing it off of that. So... That was a healed character. Like, he hasn't really made any changes to it. Why do they think it's going to be a babyface character? Like, what makes it that? I'm not sure. I don't know. What I do know is the trailer park edition of Dwayne Gill is in action. Ah, yes. The mullet gets farther and farther. It's going up. Yes, it's going to take over his head. Yeah, he's got like full <laughs> skullet, like he's balding badly. He's yeah. got his, the oh, sides yeah. shaved and that's the only thing he's got. And then mm. like whatever's left kind of mid-range and to the back is is in mullet. He yep. looks bigger. Yeah. I don't know, like Dwayne Gill's been yeah. lifting a bit. He looks as buff as Dwayne Gill's ever going to look. Well, of course. No, yeah, well, you know, he's hanging out with the boys backstage, going to the gym with them, everything. He seems to be like a jobber that travels with them because he's yeah. in all these different cities. So he must be doing some, some, uh, working out with the guys and, uh, you know, good for Dwayne Gill. Yeah. Um, and he's, and he's in red tights. He's, he's literally in red yeah. tights. <laughs> he's doing the ultimate job for us. Thank you so much. Yes. He's uh, uh, facing forever rocker, Hardy Gennetti. Oh my God. In full rocker gear in the whole 
bit. They needed to change his gimmick. They should have like, you know, had him like do something denim wise. Because when he first came back and he was just like in his Guns N' Roses t-shirt mm-hmm. and his denim jeans, it's like, all right, you know, he's going to be a little bit more badass. But no, he's in the full rocker gear. Do you think he's like, hey, Sean, can I have your old gear? <laughs> I'd only have to do laundry like half as much if I had your shit too. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. He is going to be fighting uh, Shawn Michaels because that's the interview we get. They asked Shawn where Sherry is. And he's like, How the f*** should I know? I don't care. I don't care. But you know what? She will be there when he needs her. Just like all the women in Sean's life. Dwayne Gill didn't get the memo they supposed to lose the match because he starts doing a comeback. <laughs> so he's yeah, talking I've- shit. I know, yeah, we're talking shit in the middle of the match. And usually our red tights might get like a punch or two in at the beginning. He starts going out of breath in the middle of the match. He's <laughs> like, this is it, my comeback. I get to turn it on you, yeah. Marty. I'm going to show Vince right here. I should be the one getting the push. Well, yeah, that doesn't last long because apparently Marty called on the power of Ica Pro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course he did. Marty is on the pro. He uses a flying fist drop for the win. Once again, we see Doink out in the crowd. And I'm just thinking to myself, where the hell is Slaughter? Yeah. Like, yeah, this clown just keeps coming down. Like, nobody knows who he is. Could I just dress up as a clown and go, like, start walking down to WWF file today? I don't think so. I, I mean, you like, wouldn't even need a ticket. Yeah. You dress like a clown. <laughs> you got better than ringside seats. You're in the aisle. Mm-hmm. Nobody apparently cares that this clown is coming to the shoes. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. I thought Slaughter was, you know, law and order around here. It doesn't seem like he's doing a very good job. No, Slaughter's not doing, he's not even there. One of the weirder things is Marty Jannetty starts talking to Lionel Richie. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. He grabs some dude's hands, like shaking him. He's like, oh yeah. yeah. And he looks just like Lionel Richie. Oh, nice. And he's like, hello. Oh. Is it me you're looking for? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And uh, then he gets doused with water. No, he did not have the confetti this time. And he hits Marty with water. And uh, Marty just seems to take it. Marty's like, what the hell just happened? He should have went kicked Doink's ass. Everybody should have kicked Doink's ass. (laughs) I don't know why they're letting this clown, A, like you said, walk around free. Yeah. B, dousing professional wrestlers with stuff. Like, these are angry, angry men. Like these are yeah. people who don't understand that's a sporting contest and all you're trying to do is get someone's shoulders on the mat for three seconds. It's always bigger than that. It's always yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to murder you. I'm going <laughs> to kill you. I'm going to beat you to death with this stick that I get from a pole that's on top of another pole. And, <laughs> but everything's like really, really big stakes for really, really small infractions. And meanwhile, this clown is like dousing people of water. He's like, eh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> You got me. That's that's gonna get his ass kicked, but it, apparently not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clown outfit equals immunity from an ass yeah. beating. Oh, let's see. I need a clown outfit now. Yeah. So yeah, he gets doused with the water there, and uh, now now we have fully established Doink as a heel here because he and Waller are loving it, while Vince does not think it's funny. Oh, because it happened to a good guy. Yeah, so confetti funny, water not funny. Water bad. You know, I'd rather be hit by water because if I'm doused in confetti, I'll be pulling that out, out of oh my, my God. pants for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's 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 like the herpes of stationery. Yeah, it just keeps going back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of herpes, we have nails in the ring. <laughs> uh, yes, nails is facing Mike Collins. 
who has 11 TV matches to his name. Not too much on him. No. And we get our typical males match. So I decided to do the commentating on this one because, of course, Vince is not going to do it for us. Oh, you got to cover the um, males match. Yeah, so I, right. I'm covering the nails match. All right. So let me let me uh, let me cue it up here. So I'm in the right spot. This is probably the best match nails ever had. He does like yeah. more than one move. Well, there's not too much to it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Choke in the corner. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still choke in the corner. Yep. I got you. Okay. Okay. Choke in the other corner. <laughs> yeah. Let me move you over to this <laughs> other side. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Throw. <laughs> like punch, 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 mm-hmm. choke on the ground, corner whip. Ooh. I was like, okay, that's kind yeah. of a wrestling match. Uh, kick, choke, choke with foot on ropes, <laughs> choke. <laughs> End of match. All right. I literally just went through it every single move that was put into this. I'm telling and you. What is that? One, two, three, four. Five, six out of the 11 moves that he did. So more than 50% were chokes. Yeah, there's a million better wrestlers that could have been nails. Yeah. Well, it's just a, a, a real quick thing that I, I found out with the nails thing. I found oh, out yeah. the, day, the day after this episode aired is when he got fired. Nice. So he does this the, show and then chokes Vince out. Yeah. Basically, he gets he he is done the day after. Now this was this was taped back on November twenty fourth. Okay, but this this aired on the twelfth. He's fired the very next day. Got he's it. gone. Yeah, uh, they have this really cute picture of this kid watching the nails match from behind the apron fencing. Mm-hmm. And he looks like he's in jail. This little kid, about 20, <laughs> 23 minutes fifty one seconds in. Mm-hmm. Looks like he has been locked behind bars watching yes. nails. The, the symbolism. It would it be just like you nails when I grew up? Look, yeah. <laughs> I could do it too. <laughs> uh, up behind bars? Speaking of limited moveset, we have uh, Sega Super WrestleMania. Oh, is, yeah. It's coming out soon with uh, all three moves, punch, kick, and pin. <laughs> well, it's time for the Gene Brett interview. Oh, yes. The first of many. This takes over the rest of the episode. Yeah. Because this is all that is talked about from here to the end. Oakland's up on the the platform with Brett. And he asked Brett about Flair's comments that he defends the title too much. And because he defends the title too much, he's going to lose it. So, of course, Brett, as the ultimate baby face at this point, is saying that certainly won't happen because he wants to be the greatest champion of all time. And for that to happen is to face everybody. So, as we've seen, he's faced quite a few B-level yeah. talents he's so like, far. I, I would have been totally honest if I was Bret Hart. First of all, he's coming out in my favorite jacket, the old Hart Foundation epaulet mm-hmm. band uniform yeah. jacket. Gene's like... Ric Flair says you're defending too much. You got to tire yourself out. And I would have been just like, Gene, look at who I'm fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's, that hard. It's like <laughs> Skinner. I mean, yeah, Virgil. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, I, I'm all, I think I'm going to be okay. I think I'm all right. Yeah, you know? I, think I'm, I think I'm doing okay here. I'm fine. Bobby the Brain yeah. leaves the booth. And this is where it actually looks like a real booth because... On the monitors, you're seeing the interview mm-hmm. in real time. So I'm thinking that this insert is actually from the show. I'm not sure if it is or if they're just at a, a booth that is green screen in. I can't tell because the monitors know, it doesn't, are the it doesn't, things are weird. 
because you actually yeah. see the shell. Yeah. And you, and you don't see Bobby on it. And it's had, yeah. like, it is queued up perfectly to exactly what Hart's saying is on the monitors that they're watching when the brain leaves. Yeah. Which I guess they could have done in the studio. I guess so. It could be kind of. I don't know. I don't know either. I just thought that was interesting because Hina's there, Vince is there, and Jerry Lawler's there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe they just did the green screen at the very beginning, and then they were there for this commentary. I don't know. It's It's... It's an interesting way to do this, but Heenan comes in and he interrupts uh, and he says, as a broadcast journalist, he can go anywhere where he wants. So no, you have to be, that is not true. You need to be dressed like to, a clown. <laughs> exactly. You have, to, you have to be a clown or you have to be a broadcast journalist. Or you could be both at the same time. That's right. You, know? <laughs> you go anywhere you want. He is telling Brett that he will be meeting Flair before the Royal Rumble. So I guess he has a match coming up against Flair, maybe at a house show. Yeah. Not quite sure. If by some fluke he beats Flair again, Razor will beat him at the Rumble. So he's got these two major matches coming up. Then Brett says that um, he's already beat Flair. So, you know, get rid of him. And uh, Razor can't compare with his technical ability. Yeah. And I remember this promo because the thing that brought it back up into my memory is Bobby saying, if the left one doesn't get you, the right one will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, Purple Flare comes out in his tinky winky robe. Yeah. Grimace the Flare. Yeah. Not the greatest <laughs> Flare promo. He starts like way high and way. He was, yeah. Way, he was way off nuts. the cuff way before he had to go any, you know, he, he didn't, didn't, didn't build there. He just hit full gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right off the bat. So, you know, he is the, uh, he's the right hand, apparently. Flair guarantees Brett that the marquee will read Flair being champion for the third time. And then being the man and staying the man are two different things. And uh, Brett's like, there's no way the marquee is going to say that. We got to get your highness up here. <laughs> You're going to be also special guest. <laughs> is there a problem? Hell yeah, there's a problem. You got Jam Boys, Your Highness, MC Slammer, Touching Groove, and special guests. There's everybody up there but us, NWH. What's up with that? When you put Your Highness up there, it takes everybody else out of the picture. <laughs> but, but, okay. look, but look, 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 when you put Your Highness on the bill, it bumped everything else off. I get it. I get it. So um, Razor comes out. He knows about execution. What's it getting? You're like not saving yourself for the police anytime soon. We've got several pieces of footage razor that yeah. point to you as the culprit if anybody dies he knows about execution he's oozing and he, he looks good in gold yeah still oozing a lot of the cheese though i don't buy into the oozing yeah. at all he Not likes great. his yes he likes his gold and uh, he says he's gonna take brett's gold he's gonna have that around his waist and then he tosses his toothpick at brett which results in the foreseen melee here you knew yes. there was gonna be a little bit of a brawl See, this is what's supposed to happen. You throw something at somebody, fight. Confetti, water, no. Toothpick, yes. Toothpick yes. Is, a, is a fight starter. Double team beat down because two against one. Gene is no mm-hmm. help. I mean, come on, Gene. Get in there. Yeah, Gene's like off the podium as soon as he can. <laughs> He's like, I am out of here. I let him do it all. But uh, Perfect yeah. makes the save. And um, Randy Savage is again like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. I got nothing going on here. Like, <laughs> Do some more Slim Jim promos. The refs come out. You know it's serious when Rene Goulet comes out. Uh-oh. Rene Goulet and his mushroom haircuts out there. <laughs> so it looks like they're going with Flair and Razor. Does this mean Perfect and Heart are going to be a thing now? Perfect I think Flair lasts out. 
until January. I don't know if he makes it yeah. to the Rumble. And Perfect's going to take him out. Perfect's going to do a uh, loser leaves the Federation match and okay. Blair's Audi. So that's coming up in the next month oh, or so. Yeah, so that would make sense because if they're putting Razor against Brett, then they'll put Perfect against Flair. Okay, so then yep. you got, you know, a feud for both of them. All right, yeah, makes I sense. I don't know what's going on. Like, I got no opponent. It was the biggest thing in wrestling a year ago. <laughs> now put me on the side of a milk carton. That's right. Gus Kalifanakis. What was this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have seen him before because I was listening to an older episode of ours and I brought up his name. So this one stuck out to me because it is Gus Kantarkis. Kantarkis. That's the name that he went with. So that must be his real name. So we have seen him. So we are, uh, we have Gus Kantarkis and Lance Cassidy in the, this is the match that we go to the bathroom match. Because yeah. <laughs> nobody gives a shit. Doink didn't even show up for this one. <laughs> no, I don't think Lance lasts too much longer after this. I don't see him. But they do show Lance's parents in the audience, and that's always nice. Okay. That's cute. <laughs> the announcers don't even talk about the match at all. They, no. only, they Only like the last three moves into the finisher does Vince realize, oh, there's a match I should be calling. Yeah, no commentary for this match. It's all about the last segment, and that's kind of what we see for the rest of of this episode so don't worry we're not going to see lance for much longer so it doesn't really matter that they didn't commentate his match no <laughs> i didn't know this went back this far uh, they have well planet hollywood which takes me back yeah. but they have a make-a-wish segment from planet hollywood i didn't know that they were involved with make-a-wish that long ago i think this was trying to create a better image for themselves i think they were starting to get into the throes of all the steroid stuff so they needed to kind of give themselves the uh, a little bit of a better image and what better way to do that than the make-a-wish foundation with the undertaker if you're a make-a-wish kid the last person <laughs> i want to see yeah but i didn't even think of that rolling up in a hearse it's the undertaker like, like, it's all ready for you <laughs> the kid's like holy shit oh no <laughs> Undertaker's there with a tape measure. Who <laughs> yeah, like, thought this was a good idea? Oh my you god. You know who we should awesome. bring? The terminally ill children? <laughs> <laughs> dead man. A dead man in our hearse. Yeah. Oh man. Ah. That's hilarious. I did not even think about that. That's awful. That's awful. Yeah. Awful. But Meanwhile, yeah, we... Yoko's Yoko's <laughs> coming in a jitney. Yeah, <laughs> poor bastard is like pedaling Yokozuna up. <laughs> the hell was that? In a bike. Oh my god, Gosh. that was awesome. Sean and Flair are in a limo. Somehow oh, John course. Cena is there because it's Make a Wish. <laughs> He's seven true. years old at the time. <laughs> They get the nasty singing again. Which yeah, is, you know, since and, WrestleMania, when the Nasty Boys had their uh, Jimmy Hart show, they're back. Yeah, yeah. So, and all the kids are just like, "Please kill me now!" Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is awful. <sighs> Macho oh, is there man. with his big novelty check, so they did give Macho something to do. Yes. Yeah. And 
This is the time where, like, you could tell he wasn't wrestling anymore because he's doing all his appearances in his goofy tights and jacket. But under the jacket is a black tie. He's like in a tux. That's their push for, you know, we're a good company. We're nice people. We're nice people. In for some death himself is uh, your man. Oh, yes. I was so torn during this this match. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't know who to root for. We had the Undertaker Fall Bear versus the Ultimate Red Tight Perry Horowitz back for some more uh, punishment. So I was very torn. For whom the bell tolls, it tolls for the Undertaker. It tolls for the. <laughs> it tolls for Barry. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it did. Actually, the Taker was a little bit uh, respectful to Barry. We'll cut to the end. Barry loses. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Surprise. His, his big move was a punch, and then uh, Undertaker's looking at him like, okay, that's, that, that's enough out of that's, you. Yeah, that's all you get. Sorry. But Barry runs away. Yeah. He still does. He starts, starts talking shit, and then you know, he dies. He doesn't get the tombstone. He only gets a choke slam. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit weird. He, he ended with the, two, the, the choke slam, which kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. It just seemed like it happened. There was no buildup to it whatsoever. So I thought that was a little bit weird. So I don't know, something happened during the match, but it seemed unnatural for him to finish like that. He's like, Barry, you're match number one of 12 I've got to do tonight. I can't tombstone everybody. My back's killing me. You're getting a choke slam. Yeah. There is so much Taker merch. Oh my God. Yeah. They had towels. They had foam urns, shirts, foam tombstones, everything else. Foam everything with them. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, high time for the Undertaker at this point. I'm the fortune. (laughs) Yeah. I think he's good. I think Um, he's good for a while. Always be closing. A, B, C. We got uh, WWF Magazine back with uh, Nails Taker cover and a feature. That was before they decided to choke slam uh, poor Barry Horowitz away. And uh, they yeah. give him the body bag treatment. Yeah, I didn't see the body bag. They get the oh. bag out. They do. They show uh, Barry with mm-hmm. his, his arms crossed, getting ready to be put in the bag. But they don't put him in the bag because we go to the event center. Yeah, right off to the event center for... Uh, our second time today uh, with Sean Mooney, and we go to a Papa Shango yeah. promo to start us off. So this was a little bit weird because we haven't seen Shango for a little while, but he's decided to read us a bedtime story. Yeah, he's in um, rhyme. He said, uh, <laughs> I call him Dr. Soothsayer. <laughs> Apparently that was a, a really hot story because the book goes up in flames. Yeah. <laughs> And it was kind of cool because once the book goes up in flames, they put the book in front of the camera so the flames are in the foreground. I was like, that's pretty good production there. Why does Papa Shango, the good godfather's book, say YBO? I don't know. I was wondering that as well. I was trying to figure out what that stood for, and I just, for the life of me, can't figure it out. Why is it YBO? Oh, there's actually flames. It wasn't the book. He doesn't put the book in front of the camera. There's flames in front of the camera even before he puts the book down. Yeah, there's like overdubbed flames in front, and then there's a flame coming out of the book. Promo number two is even better. Oh, my God. (laughs) All I have down for this, uh, besides the fact that it's our favorite Nazi moon man. Nazi Uh, moon man! (laughs) Nazi moon man, it's back. But I just have... Uh, a 
three bullet points here. The first one says, oh no. <laughs> the second one is, I hate this gimmick. The third one is, lots of space references. <laughs> yes. You can um, tell Conan was not happy. Funny you None. should say that. I don't yeah. know if this is Conan anymore. Really? Apparently, Conan was original Max Moon. And okay. Com- and Comic Kid Max Moon. Uh, but I'm getting conflicting reports about when Conan decided, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And Max Moon was taken over by uh, Paul Diamond, who was Kato from the Orient Express. Yeah, yeah. I remember Paul Diamond. Yeah, because we've seen Paul Diamond as Paul Diamond. Mm-hmm. A couple times too. We've also seen him as Kato. Yeah, so that so would make sense. Here's what the uh, Doctor yeah. Internet on uh, Wikipedia says: In the fall of 2002, uh, Diamond got a brand new gimmick, Maximilian Moon. Mm-hmm. Diamond wasn't originally intended to play Max Moon. The gimmick was created for Conan, but Conan left the WWF after a backstage disagreement. And since Diamond fit the costume, he was cho- chosen to take over the character. So that could be it. Diamond as Max Moon would wrestle and defeat Terry Taylor in a series of house show matches. For the rest of 92 and we're almost done with 92 yeah on december 7th 92 episode of primetime wrestling maximum teams with high energy and a six man so we might be in paul diamond max moon when he's talking remember last week i'm like how did conan do this american accent i think we've been in paul diamond max moon for the last couple weeks oh uh, all but, right all right yeah i we mean we have to go back and look at like the comet kid when they first brought the comic kid out. Well, if you go to Conan's Wikipedia page, it says after July 92, a little over a month later, received the gimmick Max Moon, which originally is called Comic Kid. The Moon character created by Conan was that of a cyborg or the So future. Max actually, Conan actually wanted to do this? Like this was his idea? Uh, allegedly, and then, Oof, yeah. but I also saw a picture of the original Max Moon costume, which is very like, Iron Man-ish. It was okay. bulky. I don't know if he was supposed to get out of the bulky thing to become Max Moon, uh, the costume that we see now, or if, like, I don't know where the changeover happened, but I don't think Ooh. this is Conan anymore. Interesting. Well, I, you know what I want to do? I want to see if there's a picture of him where it's just him, Paul Diamond, and then compare that. Well, yeah, they come, okay. Yeah, yeah, this is Paul Diamond. Yeah, because they got a picture of him as Max Moon here, and also a picture of him by himself, and they look very similar. So Paul Diamond is Max Moon. I still think he's a Nazi moon man. <laughs> we have changed his appearance. <laughs> Surprise, surprise, we have made many of them. <laughs> we have we have multiple movement, they all look alike. <laughs> it's a master race of movement. <laughs> There's not much left because we have a promo number three from Afredo List Beverly Brothers. Yeah, I noticed he was not in there with them, so what the hell is he? I is don't he know. Gone? The Poffo family's having a rough go of it. I know. Maybe they both, like, the brothers, like, went out on a vacation or something, or somebody took him out. Maybe Razor took him out. <laughs> oh, Lanny. Have they, called, have they called you to do anything? Uh, no. Me neither. I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Uh, we're warned that we're going to get more of a Brett promo soon. Yeah. That that kind of closes out the show. But before we get to the Brett promo, we hear who we're going to see next week's episode. So we're going to get the big boss man. Mm-hmm. We get a little money ink straight from Hawaii because we didn't know he was from Hawaii. Uh, Kona Crush. And we will find out our first six competitors for the Royal Rumble. 
my bets are it's going to be nameless versus nameless versus nameless and then another couple namelesses yeah i see like a skinner and a vert like the lower mid card yeah. will be announced yeah. first with maybe like one yeah upper level main event dish dude the, the crown jewel of the six rick calls out flair and razor and mechismo mechizo me, me, like, yeah like he can't he pronounce say mach- that he word yeah he couldn't say machismo he could not say machismo so i don't know what was going on there but it calls them out and says they could jump them but they will not make a difference and they will both pay tune in next week well did yeah. you like the episode fam uh no <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know. either uh, this was a, you know, for it being a new place, I was really hyped for this. I was like, we're going to see some new things, you know, maybe uh, some new feuds, but whatever it is, nothing. It really sucked. Nothing, nothing at all. It was a horrible episode. I was, you know, I was hoping we would get something out of this. And I think we did, you know, <laughs> as far as the actual episode, it was not good. No, it's it not a good one. Yeah, it's like they couldn't care less about the matches. The matches were not not great. They're usually distracted by the clown, yeah. uh, who was nonsensical. Like, I don't know why nobody tried to beat up the clown. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just a goofy episode. And uh, I don't even understand the feud. Like, Razor, last week, was calling out everybody but Brett. He's calling yeah. out Macho Man. He's calling out Perfect. And now, all of a sudden, he's in the main event with Bret Hart out of nowhere. I don't know... This is like the third time. Every pay-per-view we've had is like the main event from no place. Yeah. We're, we're following feuds, and then the main event has nothing to do with anything we've watched Not going a thing. the pay-per-view. Yeah, exactly. There's there's no storyline there. I mean, they're going to try and build a storyline now that we know it, but it just doesn't make any sense. Because mm-hmm. I guess, well, based on what I had read there, you know, maybe they weren't sure because Flair wasn't going to be around. So they didn't want to have another Survivor Series episode where they bill somebody and then they're gone right so maybe they're just covering their ass at this point but that was that was the way they had to go who was your red tight of the night well i have to go with my boy barry with his match at the undertaker so he was my red tight and that was my match of the night i was uh all for the gilbert match because uh gilbert actually thought he was uh, supposed to win <laughs> turning it around mid-match yeah like, yep. go gilbert Go Gilbert. So, well, hopefully we will get something a little bit better next week. Yeah. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Nothing. I don't know. Sayonara, Undertaker. Yeah. Sayonara, Undertaker. And Shawn Michaels has left the building, rightly so, because this sucked. This is, yeah, not a good show. <laughs>